which is located in Garrettsville, Ohio. And we're coming to you from the WHKW studios in Cleveland, Ohio. My name is Armin Tiffey. I'm the pastor of Cornerstone Community Church, which is located in Mayfield Heights, Ohio. And I'm joined by my lovely wife, Kathy, who's a certified biblical counselor. And I'm glad that she's uh, here with me tonight as we spend the next hour discussing an all-too-common problem in marriage, the problem of conflict. Now, in a few minutes, we're going to open up the lines, the phone lines, to take some calls. So if you have a question or a comment, please feel free to call in. Also, you may know of someone who's struggling in their marriage due to conflict. And if so, I want to encourage you to call them right now and tell them to tune in to 12.20 a.m. WHK. Or they can even stream it live on the Internet at whkwradio.com. Honey, we've been married now for 25 years, right? No, that's I'm not, right. I'm not wrong on that one, am I? <laughs> You're not wrong on that one. <laughs> and I, as I look back, it didn't take us too long to realize that we were going to have to learn how to deal with conflict within our own marriage in a biblical way. Oh, yes. I remember 25 years ago when we were driving home from a wonderful honeymoon and it was late at night and it was dark and we were tired and we got lost. <laughs> and what did we do? Well, we started to argue and uh, you wanted me to figure out how to find our way by looking on a map and I wanted you to stop and ask for directions. That was our first big fight. That was our first big tail, fight. Tail end of our honeymoon. And, you know, I remember being so upset that we had been arguing with each other. Um, we were just in this real tug of war. And I also remember uh, remember wondering, what do we do now? How do we resolve this and, of course, my focus was on what you had done and on what you should do, which I thought was to be the one to initiate the reconciliation and to come and ask my forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But, of course, <laughs> uh, you had the same idea, and so it took a while for right. us to resolve that particular conflict, didn't it? Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> and that was really the beginning of our learning how to deal with conflict and we discovered that marriage means conflict and that conflict was going to be a part of our marriage uh, but it took time for us to learn how to resolve it in a biblical way you know honey you just made a statement that I think every couple right now needs to zone in on and that is that marriage means conflict that's right. Uh, I know that sounds kind of uh, negative, uh, but nonetheless, it's true. Uh, some newly married couples, they become devastated when they get into a fight. Absolutely. And, and one of them may even think, and I, we've, had, we've had them tell, we do premarital counseling, and we had them uh, even say afterwards, we're so thankful that you mentioned to us that conflict will come. Yes. Because they may think they... Oh, I made a big mistake. I married the wrong person. But in actuality, no married couple is going to be immune from interpersonal problems. The Bible mm -hmm. tells us what? That we're all sinners. In other words, we're selfish creatures. We're self-centered. We're prideful. And really, that's all it takes to set the stage for conflict. We're going to have relational conflict. Well, you know, after all, think about it. How can two people who come from different backgrounds, who have mm -hmm. different interests yep. and, and opinions and even different expectations coming into that marriage, not expect to experience conflict? And that's why it is so important to know how to resolve conflict. So important. And, you know, coming from different backgrounds, uh, we're going to respond differently to conflict as well. And unfortunately, many Christians respond to, uh, uh, to, to conflict in, in too unbiblical way. Hmm. And uh, some of them use what we would call the uh, escape responses, and, and others use what we would call attack responses. And escape responses and attack responses are almost always destructive to relationships. Honey, how would you describe an escape 
response? Well, I think that an escape responder is someone who would be more interested in avoiding the conflict than resolve it. And we re- we avoid conflict when we just uh, pretend that it doesn't exist. Uh, we've worked with many couples who have just gone year after year after year just sweeping the problems under the yes. rug mm-hmm. and by not discussing them and, and not resolving them. And uh, we know that that does not make them go away. No. But over time, uh, they usually end up getting worse, those problems, because the resentment and the anger and the bitterness just only grows over time. And it can even lead to uh, the ultimate awesome. escape response, mm-hmm. which would be divorce. Divorce, yes. And in contrast, I, we can say that the attack responders, they're, they're a little bit more interested in winning a fight or controlling the other person than they are in preserving uh, peace or harmony in the marriage. Mm. And uh, attack responses usually involve yelling, harsh criticism, name-calling, profanity, divorce threats, and uh, some even throw things or, or, or hit or kick uh, things, objects, uh, or even worse yet, they, they, they physically attack the other person. Yes, and it's very sad sometimes to hear how couples can treat one another. And, you know, it's not unusual uh, for married couples even to alternate back and forth uh, just repeatedly between these two responses, yes. you know, sometimes mm-hmm. withdrawing and pretending mm-hmm. it doesn't exist, and yes. sometimes uh, really just the kettle just the lid blows off and and they explode. Right, and what's the end result? Well, the loss of intimacy. Yes, and they they grow further and further apart. Yes. Uh, the very thing they, they uh, couples don't want. Christian couples don't want. Uh, Christian couples who are in a, a pattern of conflict must realize that God commands them to resolve conflicts in a biblical way. Let me repeat that. Mm. God commands us to resolve our conflicts in a biblical way. And he provides those answers yes, for does. us in his word. That's right. And in a few minutes, uh, uh, we're going to share with you uh, four practical steps for resolving conflict in marriage. In fact, these, these four steps, these are four biblical steps. Uh, this is the biblical structure of resolving conflict. Uh, will not only help you resolve conflict, but it'll also help you in preventing much of it in your marriage before it even takes place. Which is what we want to try to do, is prevent it before <laughs> it it happens. But it's always better to prevent it, than, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Right. Uh, but before we get to that, let's take a look at what the Bible says is the source of conflict. Honey, as you know, the New Testament uh, letter of James gives us some good insights into the root cause of conflict, the heart Mm -hmm, of it. mm -hmm. And it can be applied to the marriage relationship. And I want to encourage those who are listening at home, if you can, uh, you may want to grab your Bible and join us in in James uh, chapter 4. Of course, if you're driving the car, don't grab your Bible. (laughs) (laughs) But if if it's possible, otherwise you can just listen. Uh, Kathy, would you please read uh, verses 1 through 3 of James chapter 4? Yes, and this is such an important uh, book and chapter, and I don't think there's a single counseling case that we uh, don't use, James chapter 4. And it says, starting in verse 1, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Did you catch that? James asks an important question in verse 1. What causes quarrels? And what causes fights among you? In other words, what is their source? Hmm. And then he gives you a very clear answer, doesn't he? What does he say, honey? He says, is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? The problem is within us. It's within us. 
By that I mean the cause of a lot of conflict is what we could call conflicting desires. Mm. Let me repeat that. The cause of a lot of conflict is conflicting desires. In other words, Mm. I want what I want and you want what you want. And when my desires conflict with your desires, what's going to happen? The sparks are going to fly. Sparks are going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, for example, uh, this is a this is a pretty common example. But let's say after church, the husband, like today, maybe wants to go home and relax and watch the football game, mm-hmm. but the wife. Wants to go out to lunch. Oh, where'd <laughs> this, you get that example from? No. <laughs> this can be a setting for an argument because of conflicting desires, and uh, or the or maybe uh, the husband wants to spend a large amount of money to take a family vacation, but the wife would prefer to spend that money on something else, maybe for the home. And, you know, this sets the stage for conflict because of conflicting desires. You know, there's there's uh, a lot of conflict over uh, desires over time mm-hmm. and money. Mm-hmm. It's very common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me clarify something uh, as well, honey. It, it, it's not that desires are always wrong. I mean, some desires are clearly wrong. They're sinful desires mm-hmm. of our hearts. But there's a lot of desires that aren't necessarily wrong. That's right. And, and it's like not... You mean like buying new furniture for the home? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nor is it wrong to want to go home after church and watch What's a football game, right? And be a blob and That's relax. Right. And it's not wrong to, to want to spend some money on vacation or mm-hmm. a golf trip or, like you said, furniture for a house. But James says that these desires can get out of hand when they war yeah. within us. In other words, these desires, which can even be good things, can turn into something bad. They can turn into something that I think I need to have. I'll do anything to get it. I'll scream and yell. Mm-hmm. I'll do whatever it takes to get it. James says, you desire and you do not have, so you fight and you Mm. quarrel. Mm. (laughs) In other words, we start to respond in ways that are sinful. And this is when a desire turns into what? A demand. A demand. Something that I must have. Mm. Now, when we get back from our break, we're going to look at four biblical steps for preventing and resolving conflict. And also, uh, at that time, we'll, take, uh, we'll be taking your calls. Uh, so don't go away. We'll be right back in two minutes. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment, the Christian development classes geared for all ages, or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing, 
At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. Welcome back to Transforming Lives, a weekly radio program that focuses on God's Word to help us solve the problems of life. I'm Armin Tiffey, here along with my wife, Kathy, and we're talking about how to resolve conflict in marriage. Now, in this segment, we want to invite you to call into the station with questions that you may have in regards to conflict in marriage. And and anyone, uh, in fact, uh, everyone who calls uh, will be sent a pamphlet. Uh, this brochure uh, has on it biblical uh, peacemaking steps that uh, we're talking about tonight, and, and more as well. There's a lot more uh, uh, on this uh, pamphlet. It's an excellent little brochure with uh, lots of information in uh, on responding to conflict biblically. In fact, honey, could you uh, briefly describe it? Well, this brochure is something good that every probably every married couple should have. Uh, it does talk about the escape and the attack responses and gives many scriptures. It's going to talk about these four steps that we're going to be talking about in a couple minutes on resolving conflict. And it gives uh, even scriptures on the heart and uh, how to confess when you're wrong, how to admit when you're wrong. It gives some steps on that as well. So it's, it's uh, uh, and uh, among other things. So it would be a good little thing to have. Amen. And uh, the number uh, that you can call is locally, it's 216-901-0933. Or you can call toll-free at 888-677-9673. Let me repeat that. Locally, 216-901-0933. Or toll-free, 888 677 9673. In fact, I also want to uh, take this time to inform you about a, a special couples retreat that Joe and Debbie Propri will be presenting. Uh, Joe is the director of the Biblical Counseling Institute, and he and his wife will be presenting uh, a marriage retreat in uh, West Middlesex, PA. Uh, the retreat's going to take place on November 10th and 11th, and if you'd like more information, you can call uh, Biblical Counseling Institute, or what we call BCI, at 330-527-4205. Uh, you can also find out more about uh, counseling training opportunities through uh, BCI at their website. In fact, you can find out about this retreat at the website. It's www.bci-ohio.com. That's bci ohio Dot com. Honey, we're talking about these four biblical steps uh, for preventing and, and uh, resolving conflict in marriage. Mm-hmm. Would you please uh, give us uh, 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 just briefly uh, list these steps for us, and then sure. we'll, we'll, we'll go over them through the course of the evening. Sure. Well, the first step always in preventing and resolving conflict that has to be kept um, on the top shelf here is it needs to begin with a desire to please God. Uh, secondly, uh, in resolving conflict, we always are going to want to look at ourselves, how we play a part in this conflict. So the second step is uh, to get the log out of your eye. And third step would be to uh, either overlook or confront and the fourth step, then, is to f- be willing to forgive and to be reconciled. Amen. That is the biblical framework for resolving conflict in marriage. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kathy, when we talk about that first step, a desire to please God, that really is an important step, isn't it? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, a, a failure to please God by either the husband or by the wife is really the ultimate cause of conflict. Mm -hmm. And 
we can go as far as saying if both the husband and the wife make it their aim mm. to please God when conflict arises, what's going to happen? Reconciliation. It's guaranteed. In other words, instead of focusing on my own desires or dwelling on what my spouse may do or not do, I'm going to focus on what? Pleasing God. Mm. Pleasing God with what? My words, my actions, and my attitude. And you know, that reminds me of Psalm 19.14 that says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Yeah, listen what el- uh, uh, to what else the, the Bible says about pleasing and glorifying God. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 9 says, So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to what? Please him. And Second Corinthians 5.14, it says, For the love of Christ controls us. Not those, not those passions or those desires, those things we want. And then right. it goes on to say, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, mm-hmm. but for him who for their sake died and was raised. And First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 1 is an appropriate verse. It says, Finally then, brothers, we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to live and to please God just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. I like that more and more. We need to be growing Mm -hmm. in that and pleasing the Lord. It's not something that just comes automatically or just real easy to do. And uh, Colossians 1 verse 10 says, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. And how do we do that? It says, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's something that pleases the Lord when we increase in our knowledge of the Lord. Amen. And you know, honey, practically speaking, uh, we can focus our eyes on Jesus by asking ourselves one central question during any sort of conflict. And that question would be, how can I please and glorify God in this situation? And when we begin to renew our mind and think like that, it will help us control all of the emotions that surface at a time like this. For example, a focus on glorifying God will help us to get like the sinful anger un- under control as we focus on being kind and, and patient because, because kindness and patience glorifies God, not anger. Mm-hmm. And a focus on pleasing God will also make us less dependent on how our spouse is going to respond. Because part of pleasing God is allowing God to be the one who changes my spouse, not me. Amen. Amen. Let's move on to the second step. The second step is getting the log out of your own eye. Getting the log out of your own own eye, and we and we know this because Jesus tells us this in Matthew chapter mm-hmm. seven, specifically verses three through five, where he says, "Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye?'" When there is a log in your own eye, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Notice he says in verse 3, but you do not notice the log that's in your own eye, but you see the speck in your brother's eye. We can can apply this to the marriage relationship, Mm, can't we, honey? Absolutely. When we're in conflict... It's really not natural for us to look at ourselves as part of the problem, is it? No, it's not. In fact, we always like to blame shift. And when uh, you and I do marriage uh, 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 counseling together, and 
when the couples usually come in and we ask them, what's the problem? And it's she this, she that, and she says him this and him that. Mm -hmm. And then we usually uh, uh, make them uh, stand up straight when we ask, uh, well, how have you individually contributed to the downfall of your marriage? Mm -hmm. We even give them homework assignment, don't we? Yes. I want you to come back with five, at least five to ten ways that you are contributing to it, not your spouse, but you. It starts getting Mm. them to think of getting the log out of their own eye. It has to start here. Because mm. we always want to blame shift. Blame shifting goes a f- long way back, doesn't it? Where did it start, honey? Uh, I think that it was the <laughs> Garden of Eden. <laughs> yep. So true it was. When Adam blamed God, didn't he? What did he say? The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. And, you know, Eve did the same thing. She shifted the blame when she said, it was the serpent. He deceived me and I ate. Blame shifting is as old as man, isn't it? Yes. it uh, in, in marriage began at the fall of man. It's been going on ever since, and we need to stop the blame shifting and take responsibility for our own sins in the conflict. If not, nothing's going to be resolved. Yes. It will be at a stalemate. It'll be attack, counterattack, attack, counterattack. Mm-hmm. And um, I think some of those sins uh, that I think we need to take responsibility for, which are the logs in our own eye, have to do with our attitude and our behavior. That's what we need to be thinking about. You know, honey, when you and I get into an argument, and if I really want to please God in trying to resolve it, I'm going to have to take a look at myself, and and I have to check my attitude and my behavior in light of God's word. And Philippians 4 talks about two women who were in a conflict, Yodias and Syntyche, and Paul instructed them in how to respond to the conflict, and he addressed their attitude and their behavior. And in chapter 4, of Philippians verse 2 he pleads with them to agree in the Lord in other words don't continue in this conflict don't continue to blame Blame shift shift and hold a grudge that's not pleasing in other words he says come to an agreement and then in verse 4 he tells them to rejoice in the Lord and even repeats himself he says and again I say rejoice now That's kind of strange because what's there to rejoice about when you're in the middle of an argument? But Paul here brings out a very important point, and that's that when we are in an argument, my focus is usually on what you've done or said to me, and I become overly sensitive to every little thing. And it's at that time that I need to recognize that as a log in my eye and get my eyes on the Lord. And, you know, when I begin to do that and rejoice in him by focusing on his character, which would be his goodness and his forgiveness and his mercy, it changes my attitude. Uh, He wants me then to reflect his character towards you that's right he does his goodness and his forgiveness and his mercy and we have to really keep that in mind don't we when when we especially as we come to this third step and this uh, third step which is to overlook or confront now uh, when we return after the break uh, we'll discuss when to overlook an offense and when to confront Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. 
This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you folks, this is a wonderful and value in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. Welcome back to Transforming Lives. I'm Armin Tiffy, along with my wife, Kathy, and we're talking about how to resolve conflict in marriage. And uh, we invite you to call into the radio station to ask questions that you may have in regards to conflict in marriage. And also, everyone who calls, we want to send you a, a pamphlet. Uh, it's an excellent pamphlet, just loaded with information on uh, keeping peace uh, within forgiveness and uh, um, peacemaking steps and so forth, and the uh, uh, the four steps of resolving conflict that we're talking about. You can contact us at 216-901-0933. That's 216-901-0933. Or toll free at 888-677-9673. Honey, so far we stated uh, step one, uh, which is in resolving conflict, which is a desire to please God. And then step two is to get the log out of your own eye. Now, step three uh, is uh, either overlook or confront. Now, before we confront our spouse, we should always consider, can this thing can this be something that can be overlooked? Mm. We're told in Proverbs 19.11 uh, that good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is to his glory to what? Overlook an offense. And listen to what Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 8. Love covers a multitude of sins. You know, many potential conflicts can be avoided just simply by covering an offense with love or, or overlooking it. God doesn't want his children to just constantly be nitpicking or confronting one another on every little thing. No, he doesn't. But, um, you know, honey, when can an offense be overlooked? Yes, that's a question uh, people ask sometimes. How do you know when to confront? How do you know when to overlook? I want to give you four general guidelines to follow. These are general guidelines because everything's different. For, uh, there's so many contingencies involved. But here's some guidelines that you can follow. 
An offense could be overlooked if it, number one, does not seriously dishonor the Lord. And number two, is not seriously damaging your relationship with your, with your spouse. And number three, does not seriously hurt other people. And then number four, is not hurting the offender himself. You see, when you marry someone, you're marrying someone who is different than you are. You know, they might squeeze the toothpaste differently. They may not be as neat as you are. There may be times that they're going to come home at the end of a day in a bad mood because they've had a rough day. And instead of confronting every little thing that irritates you, there's going to be times out of love that you're going to overlook an offense or an irritation. Why? Because that's what God does, too. God doesn't deal harshly with us for every little offense that we commit. Yes, and I remember how you would at times do that with me. And uh, when the kids were young and I had been overwhelmed with my day, you would come home and I wasn't the most happy wife, but you would see that, uh, that I had a hard day. And you would overlook my crabbiness in that kind of a situation. However, if you would come home every day and I am crabby or I'm irritable, that would soon begin to do damage to our relationship. Right. And it would be something that would have to be confronted and I think that whenever our spouse begins to be characterized by a sinful attitude or behavior, it needs to be confronted. And Galatians 6 1 reminds us of that by saying, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. And when we are characterized by something, that is sinful, whether it's anger or it's worry or lying or a selfish disposition, we can be certain that, you know, it's only going to be a matter of time before it dishonors the Lord. And it's only going to be a matter of time before it begins to damage our relationship with one another. And to not deal with it we just end up hurting ourselves mm -hmm. as well. That's right. And Paul tells us in Galatians 6, 1, to confront in a spirit of gentleness. gentleness. And in Philippians 4, 5, where he is addressing Yodius and Syntyche on their conflict, he tells them to let your gentleness be evident to all, And, you know, I remember doing a little study on that word gentleness, and it is rich in meaning. Uh, it means forbearing, and it means, uh, I really like this word, it means to be large-hearted mm -hmm. and courteous, considerate, generous, and lenient. Um, it's the total opposite of irritability and rudeness or like abrasiveness yeah. when we confront. So when a, a wife has to confront her husband on something, she needs to keep this in mind. She needs to be gentle and respectful, not abrasive and rude. And we can say a husband, if he needs to confront his wife on something, he needs to be gentle and loving as well. Absolutely. Amen. And... Uh, and we're going to need to take a quick break here again, and we'll be right back for our final segment, and we'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to call in, the phone number is locally 216-901-0933. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. 
Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment? The Christian development class is geared for all ages? Or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry, all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. Welcome back to our final segment of Transforming Lives. My name is Armin Tiffy, and I'm here with my wife, Kathy. And we're taking any calls at 216-901-0933 or toll-free at 888-677-9673. I also want to remind you that if you are interested in learning more about Training in Biblical Counseling, you can find that information by going to the Biblical Counseling Institute's website at www.bci-ohio.org. Now, in this final segment, we want to focus on the fourth step in resolving conflict. Let me uh, repeat them. Step number one is a desire to please God. It's our words, our attitude, and our heart. Step number two is getting the log out of your eye. And step number three is to overlook or confront. Before we go to step uh, four, uh, which is forgive and be reconciled, we want to take a call from uh, Tommy in Cleveland. Hello, Tommy? Yes. Tommy, welcome to Transforming Lives. How can we help you? Well, I'm just listening into your your uh, your show tonight and uh, your program and um, you're just talking right down my alley here <laughs> and I've uh, been married for uh, 31 years mm-hmm. and uh, just you know trying to resolve conflicts that's a and that's a tough one yes uh, I, I feel like that you know um, it's the little things that just seem like they, uh, the fires are just it's just difficult to put them out and some things are uh I guess uh, on my part and my wife's part, both. Mm-hmm. One fussing over and just can't come to place resolve. And mm-hmm. I think most of it is uh, some of the scriptural things you shared tonight. Uh, you know, just being able to to uh, uh, you know how love covers and right and uh, um, I guess the anger enters in more than anything. And, yes. Uh, it's just a difficult. It's just a battle, you know. Right. Uh, it's, there's our marriage. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's purity there. Um, we we have uh, wonderful times together, but it just seemed like I don't know six or eight times a year when nothing comes up, we can't get it settled. It it brews for a, a week or two or three, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh, just can't come to place resolve. And and uh, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. I uh, is your wife a believer? Yes, yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both 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 very faithful to the Lord and. Our, our local church, and uh, we um, have you resolved any conflicts in your marriage? Um, uh, I'm sure we have. Um, uh, I, most of them are um, uh, the same two or three things mm-hmm. have not been conquered, not I have see. been, not mm-hmm. have you know uh, gotten victory over. And right. uh, uh, my, my wife, uh, the the one. Uh, difficult that we've had for many years has been, uh, I guess, uh, 
for accusations to me. And uh, uh, I, my, my observation is she, she's jealous. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just one thing. Jealous, that, uh, uh, when you say jealous, jealous in what way? Uh, of other women. Uh, Do you give a, her any reason to be jealous? Um, I must, but <laughs> I, I guess I don't go deep enough. I, we just we've not been able to get it settled, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 it's just uh, a, a pretty waitress at the table, you know, that serves us, and mm-hmm. uh, or uh, uh, another beautiful woman in our presence. It just she just gets um, her feathers ruffled and. Why do you are you over friendly with that person or no? You, I'm not. I'm, no. I don't. I don't think that I am. I don't. I, 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 honestly, I don't think. So I you am don't believe you give her any reason to be jealous? Um, I you know, be honest with you, I just can't go that deep. I'll mm-hmm. just be honest. I, I, don't, I don't feel like that. Uh, uh, I, I, I tell you what it is. I, I would think if I had to be you know go deep with it. Be this, I'm not leaving me. I'm not. Uh, not making her feel like she's, uh, you know, special or she's uh, intimate. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. never come to place real mm-hmm. intimacy in our marriage, mm-hmm. sharing our mm-hmm. thoughts. And uh, well, um, let me ask you a question, Tommy. Okay. Uh, what have I, I'm a firm believer in married couples reading books on marriage every couple of years. Uh, have you done uh, anything recently on that? Uh, maybe not recently. Okay. Uh, I'd like to make a recommendation to you. Okay. Uh, this is an excellent book. In fact, two of the finest books uh, we, we think for a husband and wife. And uh, the one for the husband would be The Exemplary Husband. It's an excellent book, The Exemplary Husband by Stuart Scott. The book is power-packed. It's it's very biblical. And, um, now, is that something for us to read together? This or? Is, well, the, the wife uh, would read The Excellent Wife, which is the counterpart, okay. and they, the chapters All correspond right. with one another. They're two separate right. books. Okay. The Excellent Wife has been life-changing for women. Uh, that We know of many women within our church. It's a, it's a, it's a great seller, uh, The Excellent Wife. And then the, the, the counterpart to it is The Exemplary Husband. Okay. And in fact, there's even a, a, a guide to go along uh, if you wanted. Uh, but you could, uh, uh, you can uh, uh, get this at any uh, bookstore, or okay. you can go through Focus Publishing uh, mm-hmm. at one eight hundred ninety one Focus. You know, one eight hundred ninety one Focus. All right. Excellent books, life changing books for husbands and wives. And I think that you will find the answers you're looking in there, and some uh, that will help you. Uh, to help stimulate uh, that intimacy and that love within marriage, I believe that uh, we can come to place resolve. This thing can be conquered. I think right. it's a, I think it's a, the devil's attack on our, our right. marriage, and right. and uh, our uh, all of our children, uh, both of them, uh, two of them are married now, and they're watching, and they've got godly families. But this is this been a personal come from wife and I've just not been able to settle conflicts, and this one issue that I brought up, and perhaps there's one or two others, but. Uh, I believe we need some coaching, like to sit down and visit with someone, or to, yes. or, or read, you know, you know what you're all kind of stuff. Right? Can you uh, uh, you can contact uh, the Biblical Counseling Institute, um, uh, or also I, we would encourage you to talk to uh, uh, to get a hold of your pastor or an elder or a mature Christian sure. at your church uh, that. that can that that someone that's strong in the Word and uh, can help uh, tutor you along in this particular. Right. And, and, you know, Tommy, reading these books is a great way to uh, stimulate some communication between the two of you th- and talk about things that maybe are just hard to bring up out of the blue or whatever. But if you take uh, one chapter a week and each of you read and then you get back together and discuss with each other, it's a it's a great way to just stimulate some con- conversation and some good communication. We've never had that intimacy where oh, I could just well, share all my heart. And, yes. Uh, I would love to be there, and I, I feel like there are things in my heart I want to And share, you know what? But I'm afraid she reacts to that, and, I, and that, for that reason I keep it in. And, you know, and, uh, gotta share, you got to share that with your wife, that you, want it, that you desire that. Amen. Okay. All right, Tommy. Very good uh, talking to you. And uh, I would highly recommend you to... Uh, uh, take that course of action. Um, and Tommy, stay on the break yeah. on the line there because Adam's going to get your address for us to send you a brochure. All right. Okay. Thank you. The fourth step uh, is 
in resolving conflict is forgiveness and forgive and be reconciled. And uh, this step we see uh, modeled, right, honey? Yes. It's modeled for us in in, uh, in Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. And uh, we don't have time to uh, to cover it at this time. But when we forgive, uh, and, and the scriptures say that we're to forgive one another as God in Christ has forgiven you, and uh, we're to forgive others as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And uh, and by when you forgive, uh, the idea is not to dwell on the incident any longer, not to bring this incident up and use it against you, not to talk any longer to others about this incident, and not no longer to allow it to stand between us and or hinder our personal relationship. By God's grace, uh, we can forgive as he's forgiven us. Now, resolving a conflict in marriage is challenging, and it can be a complicated affair. But if a husband and wife will commit themselves to these four biblical steps of resolving conflict, they'll experience a growing trust and intimacy in their relationship. Well, it's been a joy being here with you tonight by radio. And we want to remind you to tune in next week at the same time as Joe Propri and a, and a couple of other pastors will be here hosting Transforming Lives. And the topic will be hope for all problems. God bless you and good night. have been listening to Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. You may also write to the Biblical Counseling Institute, 8146 High Street, Garrettsville, Ohio, 44231. Your prayers and financial gifts for this ministry would be deeply appreciated. Thanks for listening. This program has been sponsored by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. Forget the TV. Boot up your PC. Watch K. Arthur whenever you want at LightSource.com. Video of precepts for life on demand. LightSource.